Hi, my name is Julian Chambliss. I'm professor of English and History at Michigan State University, as well as a core faculty in the Critical Diversities in a Digital Age Initiative. I also serve on the Academics Committee for the Zordon Hurston Festival as one of the national planners for the event. I will be your host for this episode of Every Tongue's Got to Confess. The purpose of the podcast series is to explore issues facing communities of color globally by listening to the voices of attendees at the Zordon Hurston Festival of the Arts and Humanities. Founded by the Association to Preserve Edenville Community, the Zora Festival has an educational aim. Since its founding, the festival has celebrated the life and work of Zora Hurston, commemorated the historic significance of Edenville, Florida, and honored the global cultural contributions made by people of African ancestry. Every Time I Got to Confess is a podcast designed to document the dynamic discussions about education, enterprise, institution, and activism intrinsic to the ideology that founded Eatonville and shaped its most famous daughter. This production is a joint project among the Association to Preserve Eatonville Community, Rollins College's Africa and African American Studies program, and the Department of History at the University of Central Florida. During Communities Conference 2, Civic Conversations Continue at Rollins College, I talked with Holly Baker, a public history graduate student from UCF. In the interview, Holly and I talk about the history of Zora Neale Hurston Festival of the Arts and Humanities and its emphasis on education, cultural events, and building a sense of community through the festival. Have a listen to our conversation. Could you please introduce yourself to the audience? Sure, my name is Julian Chambliss. I'm professor of history and coordinator of the Africa and African American Studies program at Rollins College. Could you tell me uh, a little bit about ZoraFest this year? Sure, the Zora Festival of Arts and Humanities is uh, the annual event put on by the Association to Preserve Eatonville Community, which is an organization started back in 1986 to bring attention to Eatonville and its historic um, centrality, you know, in part leveraging its most famous daughter, Zora Neale Hurston. Uh, this year, as in every year for the last 29 years, uh, the organization sponsor a number of events that are both educational and cultural. I think one of the things about the Zora Festival that's interesting is that it is, in fact, an educational event that is a huge emphasis on education within the event, but it's perhaps more famously known for the outdoor festival, the fair element that takes place in Edenville proper. Uh, because, of course, if you were to drive into Eatonville during the festival, the main road, Kennedy Boulevard, is blocked off. And there are a number of vendors that are sort of set up there that are selling things to people. And, of course, there's outdoor concert on the former grounds of the Robert Hungerford School. So those, those elements are very well known. Lots of people, thousands of people attend. But at the same time, really beginning the, the Sunday or before, it's really a whole week of events, and there are cultural events across the, the Central Florida region. There's stuff downtown. Usually there's something at UCF. Two years, we've done the communities conference here at Rollins College, and uh, those are very much educational events. And there are cultural events, too, but there's a lot of emphasis on bringing scholars and activists and artists and, and community people together in dialogue around uh, questions of community development, community engagement. Uh, enterprise, change-making, things like that. Um, what would you hope that people take away from Zora Fest when the festival's over and they're, they're going home and they're thinking back on it? You know, I think one of the things that um, the Zora Festival is uniquely situated to offer is a 
a way to think about how the problems facing communities of color, uh, how there are solutions to those problems. And I, I do think that one of the things that's really complicated by um, the festival is the structural limitations facing the black community. Like we talk about things like poverty, we talk about things like the challenge associated with education. Um, what the festival tends to bring to the fore is a different way to think about those problems, right? There's a lot of emphasis on uh, African-American agency that's very much rooted in the history of the town, Eatonville, and very much informs the character of Zora Neale Hurston, who's sort of like the sort of symbol of the festival. And so there's a, always a tremendous emphasis on a kind of alternative approach to the problems facing the black community or really all communities of color in the United States. And I think that's something that's really important to, to, to think about, even as I also am always mindful of the complexity of that conversation in our contemporary landscape. For me as a, as a historian and as someone who uh, does a great deal of community-based work and community engagement through, through the context of my classes and do a lot of digital humanities work, the lessons learned from understanding the Black community and how it really dealt with conditions that were much worse than any conditions that we're facing right now. What they did, how they did it, uh, how those models might still resonate with uh, finding solutions in the new millennium are really important and questions to have. And I do think they, those are questions that should have bigger space in our contemporary dialogue and, and the educational landscape, especially when we talk about things like social entrepreneurship or social innovation. We look at organizations like Ashoka, which are organizations that are very active on our campus. And so when we're having those discussions, uh, as a historian, I will show up to them. And some people are sometimes like, going, like, what are you doing here? But if you think about it in the context of like, well, you know, I think African-Americans have a long tradition of like social entrepreneurship and social innovation. And that's a really important something for you to keep into account, both in terms of like its positives and in terms of its limitations, right? Like, uh, I do think that those are really important questions to keep in mind. Is there anything that you would like to add before our interview concludes? I do think that one of the things that has, that comes through whenever we talk about the Hurston Festival is the complexity of how Zoya Hurston's sort of like persona exists in the public mind. And I, and I say this in part because I think there's a dynamic dialogue created by people who are inspired by Zoya Hurston. And it's never simply... Uh, the reductionist dialogue that is often assigned to her, which is like the troublesome woman, which is sexist and gender for a number of reasons. But it's much more uh, about her as a, a scholar who is interdisciplinary and transdisciplinary, and the liminal space that she operated in as like a, a critic, but also as an advocate. And this is one of the things about Zona Hurston that I think is infused into the Zona Hurston Festival but doesn't get enough attention. And I think one of the things, probably one of the best things about the community conference is that that identity kind of floats to the fore when we talk about um, Zoya Hurston because people are often talking about, well, if you read Zoya Neale Hurston's uh, work on this, uh, you know, it, it brings this to light as opposed to did you read Zoya Hurston, right? Which uh, I'm always quick to say, I am not a Hurston scholar, <laughs> which is true, I'm not, I'm not a Hurston scholar. Uh, I study Gilded Age and Progressive Era cities, right? Um, so I wrote a dissertation on, and I was feeling like imaginary things too, which also, oddly enough, intersect with Zoya Hurston, because the black imaginary is actually a very, very potent space. But th this idea that she is a trans, transdisciplinary, interdisciplinary person, 
and what are the values that can be learned from understanding that transdisciplinary and interdisciplinary perspective and its critiques that it offers and pathways that it, it, it suggests in terms of contemporary debates is really something really important. I think that's one of the things that having a conference here at Rollins is going to hopefully inspire more conversations about, right? Like, you know, a lot of people involved are either Hurston scholars at some level or really attracted to this question of like black community and black uh, black culture. Uh, and we've done a lot on campus around questions of identity and community engagement. So it's an interesting time for us as an institution in terms of like cultivating those kinds of conversations. So it's always, that's always something that in the back of my mind and I wonder how much that, that same conversation is being inspired for people as they leave the, the campus and reflect on, on the, the community's conference and the Zor Festival. Great. I appreciate your interview. Thanks for talking to me today. Thanks for taking the time. Thanks for listening to Every Time Got to Confess podcast. Holly Baker and I produced this podcast with support from the UCF Department of History and the African and African American Studies Program at Rollins College. Be sure to find the rest of the episodes by searching for us online and subscribing to us on iTunes. Thank you.